0: Father, we we come before you, Lord, and we thank you, God, for this gathering. Lord, we thank you for this meeting. We thank you for the people of God. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for your presence. We thank you, Lord, that you are holy and that you are constant. We thank you, Father, that you are not fickle, Lord. You you are not changing. You are not double-minded, Lord. You are uh, forever God. You are Uh, a constant in your character, Lord. You, You don't change. You're immutable, Lord. You're not the, you're not like the shifting shadows, Father. Your word is true, O Lord. Your character is upright and holy. You are holy, Lord. You are altogether separate from sinners. You are exalted, O Lord, above the heavens, Lord. You're exalted above the earth. Father, your word is true, your word is pure your word is right your word oh god never fails father you never fail your promises never fail lord your purposes cannot be thwarted lord and for that we praise you we exalt you, we glorify you, we magnify your holy and precious name. Father, right now I extol you, I lift your name on high, Lord, I lift your name above every Goliath. I lift your name above every situation, Lord, above every circumstance, above uh, all the demonic uh, uh, assaults and problems and trials and tribulations. Father, you are great and you are greatly to be praised so, Father, elevate your people. Give us, Lord, a resounding praise, a triumphant voice. Lord, I pray that you would inspire us by the power and the inspiration of your Holy Ghost. That we would rise above everything, Lord, that is attempting to cause us to become dejected. A causing to, uh, uh, attempting to cause us to become depressed and, and despondent. And hopeless and despairing and frustrated, God, we pray that Your grace, Lord, would meet us in this very hour. That Your grace would meet us, Father, in this very day, in this very week, Father, and draw us out of everything that the enemy has sought to put us uh, has sought to use to put us into bondage. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray that the devil's schemes would be thwarted. We pray that you, Father, would have the last report, that you would have the last say, that you would revive us, Lord, in the midst of the years, Lord, revive your work, revive the work of your hands, O Lord. We pray in Jesus' name that we would begin to see your workings, we would begin to see your promptings, we begin to see with eyes of faith, through your Spirit, Lord, what you are doing and where you are leading us, and Lord, that you have not left us without a witness you have not left us without an open door you have not left us oh god alone but your presence goes before us your favor is upon us and so in jesus name lord we pray god that you enable us lord to continue to walk lord by faith and to not become stagnant nor nor stifled nor to remain still lord but we would continue to walk by faith so god we pray give us eyes to see to begin to walk by faith and not by sight, Lord. Not to to conclude uh, 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 reports based upon what our eyes see, but upon what the Spirit is saying, what the, upon, upon what the Spirit is revealing. So in Jesus' name, Lord, I pray that you would grant me unction, that you would bre- grant me <coughs> inspiration by your Holy Spirit. Grant me illumination, Lord, that your people would be spoken to, Lord, that you would grant direction, that you would grant, Lord, understanding. Father, I pray that you would uh, afflict the comfortable and comfort the afflicted. In Jesus' name, Father, bear witness to this message this day, that they would know that they heard from the throne room of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Lord, rule in the midst of your enemies. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord, we, 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 we thank you for the throne that is in the midst of your people, the, the holy temple. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Father, receive these praises. Receive this prayer As incense, Lord, that goes before your mercy seat, Lord, upon the altar. The altar of incense. The altar of prayer. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen and amen. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Thank you for your presence. Thank you, O Lord, that we don't serve a dead God. We don't serve a God that is stuck in the tomb. We don't serve a, a, a false prophet like Muhammad or false prophet like Joseph Smith. We serve the true and living prophet with the capital P, the, the, the prophet that Moses spoke of that, that, would, that would be raised up like unto him. And that if we heed his words we shall live. Thank you, Lord, that we have hated your words and you have given us life. We have we we have not suffered death, we're not subject to the wrath of God, we're not subject to death, but we've passed from death unto life, the kingdom of Satan unto the kingdom of your dear son. Thank you for the cross, thank you for the blood that makes us whiter than snow. Thank you, Lord. That you have covered our sin, that you have cleansed us of our iniquities, and our lawless deeds you have remembered no more. So thank you Jesus, for the new and the superior covenant, for the superior priesthood, for the superior high priest that has gone into the inner sanctuary, behind the veil. Hallelujah make an intercession for us forever. Thank you, O great God and Savior, great king and great high priest. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. And the people of God say amen. And the people of God praise the Lord. Oh man, I feel his presence. How many of you know we don't serve a dead God? We don't serve a, a false prophet like Muhammad and his false God, Allah, we don't serve uh demons. We don't serve you know, we're not like these wicked warlocks and witches that have to uh sacrifice these um non-efficacious and ineffective uh, sacrifices such as chickens and goats and so that they can procure these um results for them that that ends up affecting uh, effecting into a curse for them actually they get things that they want but they end up becoming cursed <clears throat> they shoot themselves in the foot by by going to mediums and and sacrificing all these things right and that that's why god he desires sacrifice but it's it's a sacrifice that um is defined as legitimate according to his standards right you know the Bible says that uh, without a lack, w- with a lack of knowledge, we shall perish. So if we try to sacrifice unto God, like like they did in Mars Hill and Acts 17, where they prepared an altar unto an unknown god, right? Uh, it, it, you can try to sacrifice, but if you're not doing it according to knowledge, you you might act. It might work against you. Amen. Uh, j- just because you're, you're willing to sacrifice doesn't mean that you're sacrificing according to the standards of God. Um, we, we have to do everything in, in accord with the truth of the Lord. And <clears throat> these false religions, the, these damnable religions, are, are really just um, helping people to really um, improve their, their resume of wickedness right um they're they're just helping them to uh fill up their sins to the measure, and uh <clears throat> how many of you know these are religions of bondage these <clears throat> are religions that procure death these are religions that that um you know and and he, you know the thing is it, it it will offend people um people can't hear the truth, they don't want to hear the truth. They don't have ears for the truth, right? That's why when, when you tell people ab- against their religion, <clears throat> they manifest. They get all angry. Their demons uh, start wanting to accuse you and slander you, right? Amen. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if you see my stories, but uh, what happens is when you come after people's beliefs that are not rooted in Scripture, they start attacking you they don't they, they raise an accusation not an argument <clears throat> if we're so secure in our beliefs in the scriptures we have to be cordial and 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 with proper uh, uh, Christian etiquette that we don't look you know I said something to someone recently just because you like your own comments and accuse and insult me doesn't make your argument any stronger. It doesn't. It, it doesn't make it stronger. In fact, it makes you look weaker. You know. You know those people that, you know, they have to get loud and they have to call you every name in the book before they like, you know, when there's an altercation. Those are the sort of people you know that I've learned don't know how to fight. Um, y'all, y'all following? As someone that has been in MMA and have, have you know have trained and done all this stuff when when someone is getting loud you know and and they're they're you know they typically don't know how to fight but people who stay calm and they they keep their composure and they look you dead in the eye and they they might even have a smirk and they might even want to push you off a little bit like hey look just calm down you know you're messing with someone that knows their stuff right Amen. Because people that people who, who who have a lot of experience people who have earned stripes people who have uh, know what they know they don't feel insecure about it I don't feel insecure if someone's questioning me whether one plus one equals two I'm pretty solid on that you understand <coughs> because <coughs> there's <are> certain things <coughs> excuse me <coughs> excuse me but nonetheless, the point that I'm making is that we we have a God that is alive. We have a God that sits upon the throne. We have a Amen. God that uh, to whom we approach that hears, he hearkens, he, he doesn't ignore the cry of the distressed, he doesn't ignore the cry of the despondent, and, and, and for those who are contrite and cast down, his hands make whole, and his hands lift up, and his hands succor, and they strengthen. Amen. So that's why all these, you know, these Islamic people, they call unto Allah, oh, Allah, save Allah, save. They're like the the prophets of Baal that are that are lashing themselves they're cutting themselves and they're, you know, they're they're in their um, night raves uh, all night thinking that, um, you know, they can solve their problems. You know, going to the bar and going to the rave and going to the mosque, the stuff like that doesn't solve our problems. It only puts us further within the pit because we're 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 going against the very thing that God said for us to do and to obey that will make for our life, that will make for our salvation, that will make for our deliverance. Amen. You know, I was I was I was really surprised because I was Amen. listening to something by Ray Comfort recently. <clears throat> Something that he posted on his YouTube, and uh, it happened to uh, he 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 was reading his book and he told of two instances where he had cast out demons. Um, I was surprised at that because I just you don't see that an emphasis in Ray Comfort, uh, <clears throat> uh, Ray Comfort's ministry, um, as like someone Derek as someone like Derek Prince who have. Has, probably done it thousands of times maybe I, I don't know i'm just guessing um and and you know i believe god is bringing a revival of deliverance in in the church of god there needs to be and and you know, we've already seen it in some part from you know in recent decades but it it is only gaining more traction But I also foresee there being problems because the more traction it gets, the more people that become involved. And the more people that become involved, the more you multiply the chances of of abuses. Because you're multiplying the people and therefore, by default, are are increasing the chance of abuse. If there's only one person doing it, then the likelihood of abuse isn't as great as a million people out there. And, and because of the rise of the internet, I just see as a good thing, a, a very great thing, I have everything good, uh, I have a lot of good things to say about it, but as with every good thing, there's always a downfall and there's always a con. And the con I see are people that are self-educating themselves who have not been tested, who have not been tried, who have not been fathered, who have not been mentored. And then they feel entitled to catapult themselves into something, into a practice that they have not um, earned the experience or, or the right to do and uh, uh, thereby end up practicing uh, are guilty of malpractice. <clears throat> and you know, Amen. and sometimes people are so afraid of indecision and inactivity that they end up becoming presumptuous and in getting into something uh 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 because they don't want to disobey God or or they feel like they're being idle, so they got to go out of course so they think and and they end up committing malpractice they end up abusing people so it's actually better for you to be idle and inactive than presumptuous because yeah. because it, as at least if you're idle and and god has you know and and uh, um and you're staying put you're not going out and 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 um putting yourself in Uh, uh, positions that, that can end up hurting people, right? You're not putting yourself in that position and it's better for you to be idle or inactive. And then God finally get your attention. Hey, now's the time. Now I'm preparing you to do X, Y, and Z, as opposed to being presumptuous, getting yourself into something, getting a heap of trouble and others along with you. And then for you to have to then go back, you know, 20 miles and then recover all the damage you've caused that will then take you 10 years amen people who are presumptuous and they get into marriage right oh you know they end up marrying someone (coughs) because they look good or they quoted john 3 16 or they they have you know (laughs) or they have some sort of thing that that attracts the individual's attention now they're mesmerized and, and spellbound and and stargazing at this individual and then they marry this person no only not knowing that they're getting themselves into a a, a created hell <clears throat> because of presumption amen <clears throat> it's not good amen <clears throat> and you know what and they'll they'll throw they'll slap religious language on it on like oh I'm just having faith I'm just trusting God when nothing is working for them and but they they want to insist that they're doing right, and that they possibly cannot be wrong. And even though everything is collapsing, nothing is working for them, they'll say, oh, you know, God, you know, with men it's it's impossible, but with God all things are possible because their whole situation looks impossible. Well, it's impossible not, not because it's impossible with men, but it's impossible with God. And the reason why it's impossible with God is because you're going against the Word of God. So how do you expect to go against the Word of God and to be blessed by God? amen right it, it it it's it's obedience to his word that procures the things that that make for our prosperity that make for our favor and and so let us not be hasty <clears throat> let us not be uh quick um <clears throat> because when we are um i want you to imagine someone that that presumes that they are capable of squatting x amount at the gym and let's suppose further that their legs are incapable of withstanding that pressure and weight (laughs) right you can imagine I, i don't know if you guys have a creative imagination I can see that, I'm sure you can see that it's not going to work out very well. And you might get seriously injured. Right? And so sometimes people and their their pride wants to, want to, no, I can do it. And you get hurt because of pride. Before a haughty spirit, you know, it says, uh, uh, before a downfall is a haughty spirit. and, And pride comes before destruction. But humility comes before honor amen right (laughs) Twig supporting an anvil yes so you got because because we're so eager to get somewhere or to accomplish something and have not done all that is prerequisite to to Build the structure, or the infrastructure, or the platform, or the character, or whatever it is to withstand the weight of that thing. We're going to collapse, right? And um, you know, I remember in college <clears throat> reading papers because there, there were we would have these activities called peer review. So when we were done with our papers. We would have to, you know, give it to a peer, and then they have to read it, you know, ha- uh, um, add corrections and stuff. Well, there were some kids that had just come out of high school, and so you know they're they're still just trying to get over on everything. They're not really trying to do the work. They they kind of still have a high school mindset where er- when everyone else around them is acting mature, right? And and well, anyways, um, when they're They like just fabricated the whole thing and just put a bunch of nonsense. You know, and, and the thing that sucks with, you know, correcting papers, it's not like a black or white, like wrong or, you know, correct or incorrect with math. That's very easy. Wrong, wrong, right, wrong. But to correct a paper is an enormous headache because if your grammar sucks, you, you don't, have a clear point, or a plot, or whatever, whatever sort of paper, or essay, that you're writing, and it doesn't fit, you know, it can go wrong in so many different ways, and it's like, where do we begin, where do we begin to even correct this, but the people who just fabricate stuff, or like, get stuff online, and then, I'm or, or they, and I'm like, this is wrong, this is wrong, to, tr- to, to, to try to accomplish something easily right places you in a position to where to go back and correct it is much more of a hassle than the difficulty of just doing it right in the first place amen <coughs> amen so it's better to to slow down and make no mistakes <laughs> You know, I, I don't know why, but I'm reminded of you guys ever recall Dare program? Um I don't know if they have it anymore, but Dare program, I forgot what it stands for. Drugs drug abuse what drug awareness resistance What is it? Does anybody But I I remember like in the early 2000 drug abuse resistance education. Okay, cool. That was cool because they would have cops and they would have certain people come and lecture us and, you know, tell us stories and all these different things. Uh, yeah, the lion. <laughs> um, there was this one officer. I think his name was Officer Dylan. I can't remember, but he, he had a big mustache just right here, bald head. And he always said, Make no mistake. <laughs> he, and uh, me and my friends, we used to you know, not to his face, and I, you know, I, I'm not saying that it's right, but we're just little kids, and we're just saying, make no mistake, <laughs> in elementary school, and so I say, I bring that up, because I'm like, make no mistake, right, let's make no mistake, seriously, let's, let's get it right the first time with, with God's word, and let's, um, um let's avoid that, right, um, Let's avoid error, let's avoid disobedience um, because let me say this God is not making it hard on us God got see I don't people have a wrong view of God they think that God somehow is you know gratified. he's just you know like yes, let me try to make it hard on this guy you know let, let me <clears throat> let me let let me just play games with him. Right. No. See, see, hardness is for those who do not have God as their Lord. Amen. It is hard for the ungodly. It's hard for the wicked. Now, there are some wicked people you might see that are prospering in their way, so to speak. And it's a very small percentage of them. You know, because people look at the Beyonces, people look at the JCs, they look at all these guys, and why do they have all this money. But by the way, they're absolutely miserable people. And and I'd ra- I'd rather if I'd rather be dirt poor and have favor with God than be have the riches of the wicked and to be rejected by him. But thanks be to the Lord that he has not called us to poverty. He has not called us to, to be dirt poor. He has not called us there. And even though, you know, sometimes people within the church might experience some financial difficulty, understand that is not reflective of the character of God. He doesn't intend for you to live there and he wants to get you through See, just because we have a Lord that delivers and a God that is gracious doesn't uh, make us immune to the the plagues of trial, doesn't make yeah. us immune to these things that come our way, doesn't, um, uh, uh, there is no immunization for for tribulation. Oh, that, that yeah. sounds catchy, right? <laughs> Immu- no immunization for tribulation. But that won't get a lot of shares because people don't like that. They they want to become immune to it. They want to be told that everything will... will, will we can have a Joel Olstein life. <clears throat> right? Amen, somebody? Amen. But, you know, actually, if you, if you put just... I guarantee you, like... If you put someone's name at the bottom of that who actually didn't quote it, it'll get like a thousand shares. Just put like Marcus Rogers or put... It, it'll get it. I'll tell you. i tell you. Like, how does Trump do it? <laughs> China. Absolutely marvelous. <laughs> but yeah, you put Marcus Rogers or Prophet Lovie or passion java fruit they'll 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 share it see what i've learned is that a lot of times on social media it's not about liking true content it's about liking the person who posted it and so oh i like you i'm gonna share it even though you're 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 trash even though you're ungodly i'll put i'll make a pass for you (coughs) and by the way i for i foretold this i said that you know, you know how the they have all these conferences and stuff with the uh, demon slayers and all these guys, and that there's just going to be confusion in the camp. Well, that's happening. It's manifesting now, and and there's it. There's just charismatic charismania. There there is there is charismatic confusion. If you're seeing it going on right now, um, yeah, but um, so what what makes it hard is is disobedience to God that's what makes life hard <coughs> amen uh and and choosing not to trust and obey him choosing not to have faith toward him choosing not to to because in Isaiah the the Lord said through the prophet Isaiah he says um he says uh what does he say in and I'm paraphrasing. Your trust in God is your quietness and rest, right? Amen. <clears throat> but we we choose not to trust, and and it's not just a heart issue. Um, excuse me. It's not just a heart issue. It 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 results in an outcome. So how, how do you know if you're not trusting God? Well, you're going to live a disobedient life, right? <clears throat> how do you know if if you're not trusting, um, you know, the Lord in a specific area where well, you're going to do the complete opposite of what he desires for you, right? But with that said, I want us to turn to, um, let, let us get our Bibles, please. Uh-uh. <clears throat> So uh, I want to encourage you as always to get uh our <clears throat> these Bibles here. Right. <clears throat> you know I, I love um I love the calf skin material. This material what's up, brother? This this calf skin it's it's very durable and it just feels uh feels real smooth it feels real nice now I, I don't like the uh what's the it's not genuine it, it's um it's like kind of like a false leather and if have you guys ever had those bibles it looks like it's like some gen like uh like good leather but ends up peeling off right what what is, what is that called what's that material <clears throat> imitation leathers synthetic yeah but uh if you ever want to have like a really good uh material bible i recommend calfskin so <clears throat> but let let us um let us go to numbers and please don't use that as a pickup line <laughs> Hey, sister, I was reading the book of Numbers, and I didn't find yours in it. Can I have yours? You guys ever hear that? (laughs) It's not fur for leather. (laughs) Frere-frere. For real, for real. It's for fake. No cap. Uh, you know, it's funny, I don't know if I shared this already, but through some of the students at work, like, I try to, like, string together all their sayings in one sentence, I'm like, man, that's super sus, it's totally mid, no cap, fur fur. <laughs> I don't even know if I'm using the terms right, but... <laughs> I just, like, butcher it. <coughs> um... All right, so Numbers chapter 14. (coughs) Pretty close. (laughs) Numbers chapter 14, verse 1. Excuse me. All right, let's read. Uh, The night all the members of the community raised their voices and wept aloud. All the Israelites grumbled against Moses and Aaron and the whole assembly said to them, If only we had died in Egypt or in this wilderness. Why is the Lord bringing us to this land only to let us fall by the sword? Our wives and children would be taken as plunder. Wouldn't it be better for us to go back to Egypt? <clears throat> and they said to each other, we should choose a leader and go back to Egypt. Then Moses and Aaron fell face down in front of the whole Israelite assembly gathered there. <clears throat> Joshua, son of Nun, and Caleb, son of Jep- Jephunneh, who were among those who had explored the land, tore their clothes and said to the entire Israelite assembly, The land we pass through and explored is exceedingly good. If the Lord is pleased with us, he will lead us into that land, a land flowing with milk and honey, and will give it to us. Only do not rebel against the Lord, and do not be afraid of the people of the land, because we will devour them. Their protection is gone, but the Lord is with us. Do not be afraid of them. But the whole assembly talked about stoning them. Then the glory of the Lord appeared at the tent of the meeting to all the Israelites. The Lord said to Moses, How long will these people treat me with contempt? How long will they refuse to believe in me, in spite of all the signs I have performed among them? I will strike them down with the plague and destroy them, but I will make you into a nation greater and stronger than they. Moses said to the Lord, "Then Then the Egyptians will hear about it. By your power, you brought these people up from from among them, and they will tell the inhabitants of this land about it. They have already heard that you, Lord, are with these people, and that you, Lord, have been seen face to face, that your cloud stays over them, and that you go before them in a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. If you put all these people to death, leaving none alive, the nations who have heard this report about you will say the lord was not able to bring these people into the land he promised them on oath so he slaughtered them in the wilderness now may the lord's strength be displayed just as you have declared the lord is slow to anger abounding in love and forgiving sin and rebellion yet he does not leave the guilty unpunished he punishes the children for the sin of the parents to the third and fourth generation in accordance with your great love, forgive the sin of this people, just as you have pardoned them from the time they left Egypt until now. The Lord replied, I have forgiven them as you asked. <clears throat> we'll stop Amen. there. Um, And we might uh, look at some other passages, maybe some verses uh, preceding uh, this passage here. But uh, we're going to go verse by verse, and I want <clears throat> to take a look at some of these Um what's going on here, and to, excuse me, to extrapolate some principles. So let let us uh, read once more, not the entire thing, but just verse by verse. Uh, The night all the members of the community raised their voices and wept aloud. All the Israelites grumbled against Moses and Aaron on the whole assembly, said to them, if only we had died in Egypt or in this wilderness." So first of all, I want you to take note of the fact that the Israelites had seen great signs and wonders performed through the hand of Moses, right? Um, They were in the land of bondage, that is to say the land of Egypt, and it wasn't for their cry alone that God delivered them. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, It wasn't that alone, that was a huge part. In fact, God did not respond until they groaned and they cried aloud unto him. But be that as it may, it was on the strength of God's covenant with Abraham that the Lord was awaiting the prayer of those people to then respond, right? Because God, God can do things for a person not even for the sake of that person, but for the sake of their co- of your covenant with God. Amen. <clears throat> see, see, covenants can bless other people that are Amen. not even included in that covenant. <clears throat> you know, it was amazing last night because, <clears throat> excuse me, um, I was just praying and um, I was seeking the face of the Lord, and I was just feeling the Holy Spirit in God's presence. <laughs> And, um, well, my wife was bringing my son into the room, uh, <clears throat> uh, to brush his teeth and whatnot, and to, to say good night. <clears throat> and so I decided to, um, pray over him. And, um, well, the Lord, as I was praying for him, I laid hands on my son and praying for his protection, praying the Lord put a hedge o- uh, about us and, and, and just many other things, but as I was praying for him, God gave me, uh, uh, a word of knowledge, a prophetic word for my son. And he's only six years of age. So, so by the way, that kind of, you know, I'm really disheartened at the state of the church today that I see, because we think all the kids need are to, to color a Noah's Ark. And I'm not against coloring. I'm not against that stuff. But if we think if we think all we're gonna do is stuff their faces with pizza, and 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 have play games, then we got it twisted. Because Amen. if John the Baptist can be filled with the Holy Ghost at the womb, in the womb of his mother, then six, seven, eight years old is not too young to show them the ways of God. The Bible says, "Instruct Amen. your children." In the Amen. way of the Lord. It says, fathers, bring up your children in the admonition of the Lord. If the devil is indoctrinating kids and is not waiting for them to even to develop the ability to articulate or communicate, then what prevents us from thinking that we should wait into, uh, to indoctrinate them into the doctrines of Christ? Amen, brother. Amen. In fact, it should all the more incentivize us. To start them earlier because they're more malleable and they're more like sponges that soak up every and anything yeah. <clears throat> so but but i you know god gave me insight into my own son's heart and because and, sometimes even as parents you may not know what your child is thinking about even though you know them very well right and and you may not know what, what your husband is thinking about, your wife is thinking about, your your father, your mother, but, but the Lord uh if it will serve his purpose can give us insight into into secrets that will procure for us strategies for kingdom advancement. Amen. You know, I don't know if you've seen uh that Instagram real um uh that i posted in the chat it was <laughs> it was like this guy like he's not even searching people he's just like like i don't know what he's doing he's just going like this like because one uh, there's a line of people and they step up and he just goes like this and someone said put in the caption america's security clearance at the border <clears throat> it's not even searching anybody and and, and i said that the, the that's the success of cessation is trying to bind the devil uh, go ahead. Go in the church. You're good. <laughs> um, but now I say that because the traditions and doctrines of men will will, will inhibit you to access some things of the spirit. And, and <clears throat> uh, cessationism is a prime example. They don't believe in prophecy. They don't believe in words of knowledge. They don't believe in tongues. And and people wonder why I keep making this an issue. Well, it's because a lot of people under your congregation are going to remain in bondage. Not everybody, but a lot will because you don't believe in dreams. You don't believe in visions. You don't believe in God revealing secrets. You don't believe in any of that. So all you do are counsel demons. You you attribute uh uh Certain psychological, and I'm not dismissing some psychological disorders, but every demonic possession to you is some psychological thing, and you intellectualize it and rationalize it, and you just try to counsel a demon, and you, try- you can't crucify a demon, and you can't cast out the flesh. Right? right? And so when people are dealing with demon possession, they say just crucify the flesh. You know you know how harming that is to the person they're gonna stay they're gonna be doing that for 20 years and they're gonna die in the grave a Christian demon possessed <clears throat> yes and Christians can be demon possessed um, I'm not saying that every temptation is a demon because there are temptations that we experience that are independent of demonic inspiration but but we cannot counsel that out, out altogether. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now, um but but God made a covenant so I was I was bringing up my son because I have a covenant with God. Right? And since I'm the head of the household, uh, uh my 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 son uh is included into that covenant by proxy. On the strength That's- of mediation. Because I'm a mediator. And people don't like that language, but fathers are a priest of a home. Amen. And so, so there there is mediation because, the, especially if the child has no capacity to to think or to pray, who is going to do the prayer for the child? <clears throat> right. Amen. The, people don't understand this, but even in the demonic world, in the occult, you. I know this jacked up, but this 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 um, is all the more reason why we should have a passion and zeal for for children and for the innocent. It doesn't matter if the child did not participate in a blood ritual. If a satanist exercises that blood ritual over that child, it will become it will see demonic visions. It, it will have it will become cursed. If if a father gives birth to a child and does blood rituals over them then they'll start seeing things, they'll start hearing things. It sucks. It's sad, but it happens. Right? <clears throat> so so when when fathers and mothers pray over their children, children and, and indoctrinate them in the ways of the Lord, those children inherit blessings. Amen. You, you know, God will even bless a sinner in some cases, because you have come in partnership with a man of God. Amen. Remember the Edomite who hosted the ark of the Lord, he knew not the ways of God, and yet God blessed his entire household on the strength of his association with the ark. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> but look at Um, God had visited His people on the strength of God's covenant with Abraham. And the Lord had appeared to these people, right, in their time of distress and had delivered them through signs and wonders and through a mighty outstretched arm. Amen? And He used Moses, He raised up Moses. You know, the interesting thing with Moses is that God had already put a passion within Moses, but it had not yet uh, been actualized and because remember when <clears throat> an egyptian was mistreating uh, 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 um, an israelite he rose up with zeal for the israelite and they ended up smiting the egyptian and in acts you see uh, uh, the the luke describes moses when he at the first wanted to help the israelites by his own strength, it said that the Israelites did not perceive that Moses was a savior for them. And I'm paraphrasing, but, but I, I bring that up to us because sometimes God can put things within you and, and, and begin to birth things in you and incubate things in you, but do, trying to execute it prematurely will not succeed with the strength of God and the success of the Lord. And sometimes God will send you to a people whom you shall deliver and they cannot even see. They cannot see the things that you see. And that's what makes a leader a leader is that they see something. They have a vision. They know the direction and they know where they are to go and to bring other people. But the people who are to follow suit cannot see in the moment. And so, you know what the, the, uh, (coughs) uh, um, The um. The Israelites ended up saying to Moses, "Who made you a ruler over us?" That's what. See, you can either do it in your own strength with no accompaniment of miracles and the miraculous and divine intervention, or you can wait on God to educate you in the wilderness. In a burning bush with encounters with the Holy One. And he will provide the miraculous to defeat Egypt on your behalf. Amen. Amen. You know, but what happens... You know the Christians they get become frantic. Oh, what am I? What, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? What are we going to do? No, we have to ask ourselves what is God going to do? And sometimes what God is going to do is what you don't want to do, or it's what 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 uh, uh, your your father doesn't want you to do, or it's what your mother doesn't want you to do, or your boyfriend don't want you to do, or your girlfriend, your husband, your wife, and you have to decide whether or not you're going to choose the ways of the Lord and to go against the grain right or to follow suit and lose out on the blessing amen there are people's destinies that have been quenched and thwarted because they have pleased people rather than to follow the vision of God amen. oh what is my mom going to think what what, what is you, you know you, you know my girlfriend She's cool with God, but she ain't really serving God. She's faith- friendly, right or my friends or whoever it is. Your loyalty to God must be greater than your loyalty to people. Man. I'm not now see this rebellious generation, what they'll take that to mean is don't be loyal to people. I'll, I'll snap and grab that one. I love that word. Anything to get out of commitment. You know, I posted something in this chat, constituents, comrades, right? Confidants, and then the cursed, uh, apostle, uh, posted something about that. And, and it's accurate. There are some people that will only team up with you to defeat an enemy, they, they only know how to suffer with you, but when good times come, it incites jealousy within them, and they can't hang with you, right? As long as you're doing bad and you have a common enemy, we can get down. I can fight with you in the valley, but when we come to the mountaintop, we part ways. Because I cannot stand the fact that I see that goodness has come to your life. As long as we're equal in the suffering field, I'm good with you, and I'll fight with you. But then there are some people that are only with you when times are good, right? You got all the money, you got all the fame, you got all the rep and they want, they do that because they want to migrate towards you because they don't want to inherit you. They want to inherit what's on your life and no more. And so they'll buddy-buddy with you. They'll kiss butt. They'll flatter you. They'll speak soft words. They'll tell you what you want to hear. They'll give you religious foot rubs. They'll give you anything you want, right? Just so they can play the part. And then once they got what they need, and let's say your life comes tumbling down, and you got nothing to show for your life anymore, they abandon you. Right? People have lost out on commitment. You know, all these gangsters. When I used to go... You know, into the hall. And we used to, you know, preach to them. They'd say, Oh, yeah, my homeboy, this, that, and the other, you know, uh, we're going to ride until the wheels fall off. Oh, oh, that's cool, bro. What about your mom? Oh, yeah. I love moms. Like, they get all sad and they know that their mom is with them through the thick or the thin, whether they're locked up and they're crying over their. But what happens? you know when when things go bad for for that for that dude that was putting in work that was earning stripes or whatever right their their homeboys aren't with them <clears throat> right every time i got locked up not a single one of my friends ever wrote me you know and stuff like that means a lot, especially during t- Christmas, your birthday. Like, dang, uh, and got no visitors, right? That stuff gets sad. I don't care who you are. People don't like to be forgotten, right? Amen, somebody. Amen. But, <clears throat> um, confidants. And then there's the the cursed, right? There are people that if you welcome into your life, you you inherit curses because they're iniquitous people. You know, just like there are cursed objects, people who have come out or who are dabbling in the occult and the Lord wants them to repent. Unless they let go of some of those cursed objects, they won't find deliverance. And it might be something like a a necklace or or a, a crystal, right? Well, the same thing with people because your heart is connected with them by association. There is a covenant you've made with this person that needs to be broken, right? Amen. See, you know, when... For those of us that are covenant with the Lord, we do what? We drink communion. See, see. Sometimes you, you, you. People don't realize it, but you, you, you develop covenants with people through sex. Right that that doesn't mean you're officially married but there's a spiritual contract that that and and that thing needs to be broken but or 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 communion in the sense of let's break bread together let's chill let's get some beers right because you're you're <clears throat> coming into friend friendly partnership and association with these people and until you cut out cut them out and the bible says come out from among them and be separate saith the lord then will i receive you as a son you got to come out of things to get into things right yeah. and the lord he doesn't wink at sin and he doesn't make exceptions this it doesn't matter if you got if you think you got a pass you don't have a pass you have to come on his terms amen amen but uh continuing forward um they said all the israelites grumbled against moses and aaron and the whole assembly said to them if only we had died in egypt or in this wilderness why is the lord bringing us to this land only to let us fall by the sword our wives and children would be taken as plunder would it be better for us to go back to egypt they said to each other, we should choose a leader and go back to Egypt. See, you know, a couple of things that we have to learn from this is rem- rem- you were in Egypt saying that you wanted out. Right? Because when when you don't have faith in, in God, you don't have faith in his ability to act. You don't have faith and, and vision for where the Lord is bringing you, you're always going to revert back to what you know. Amen. <clears throat> and you're going to, you know, these the people see the faithless are always the emotional that are um, slanderers. They they accuse God. And they accuse the men of God, the leaders of of, uh, that, that the Lord has appointed over the flock, because what happens is you're preaching faith to them. You're preaching a message that they don't believe and they cannot receive it. And it aggravates them, right? It aggravates them. Because you're you're revealing to them a standard that they are not satisfying, and since they don't believe they can achieve it, right? They become upset because the because they don't see the message; they see the messenger, and and, and so what happens is, like I pointed out earlier, <clears throat> when they don't believe a doctrine, right? They start attacking the individual. Not everybody, and praise God for those that are mature enough not to attack people when, when when they disagree with something. But in this case, right, they're accusing God. They're saying God didn't bring us out here, you know, to, to put us, uh, that God didn't deliver us from Egypt to bring us into a land flowing with milk and honey. You no, know, God has brought us out here to kill us. But see they don't under they don't think well, if God wanted you dead, he would have left you in egypt Amen. or he would have incited Pharaoh to just kill you all. they don't think Amen. about that like they just oh god just he's gonna do all this stuff and perform the miraculous and deliver you and then feed you and then oh, I'm gonna kill you that's that was my whole purpose all along right and that doesn't make sense. That doesn't make yeah, good well. nonsense. <laughs> so, right? So they begin attacking the, the... They begin attacking the leaders and they begin attacking God. Right? <coughs> See, you have to be careful. Because when you... <coughs> When you're not in the spirit and, and hard times happen, right? There, there are going to be temptations that the devil incites you to, to then start viewing God in a bad light, right? See, it, it was, it was always from the beginning, The devil wanted to uh, uh, get Adam and Eve to question the goodness of God and the word of God. Did God really say? Amen. Curse God and die. Remember Job's wife? When Job was suffering, the devil used Job's wife to incite her to then tell Job, hey, curse God and die. Don't bless God because you're going to live. Cuz Job did live. Amen. He lived because he blessed. Had Amen. Job cursed God, he would have died. That's the deception. Right? Because cursing God, blaspheming God and the rulers, the 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 ruler of the people would have met your death. Um, let me show you that. Exodus twenty two, verse twenty eight. Do not blaspheme God or curse the ruler of your people. And so, the the again, let's read it again. Do not blaspheme God or curse the ruler of your people. Notice how they're in conjunction there. Now, remember what we're reading from Numbers. When they were grumbling against Moses, who were they also grumbling against? they were grumbling against god so when they 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 then later wanted to, we we read that they wanted to stone moses right so so because am I, y'all following Amen. um <clears throat> now there's also other laws here mentioned and, um, because when, when we're reading Exodus, um, in, in in chapter 20, we have the 10 commandments and we have many other laws and, and, um, and then we read of the consequences that come as a result of violating those laws. And it, it was stoning to death, um, you know, thank God that we're under a superior covenant. Um, and we don't, um, we don't we don't stone to death, right? Um, but be that as it may, the point in fact is that there is a conjunction here because typically, what you cannot you cannot bless God and curse the ruler of your people, and you also cannot curse God and bless the ruler of your people, right? To curse God is to curse the ruler of your people, and to curse the ruler of your people is to curse God and because here's the thing god is invisible and so god appoints men as an image of god on earth now christ was the f- the full express and perfect image of the invisible god right amen but see see look when when people want to see satan who did they look to they looked to nero the the antichrist right? The the high priest was the Antichrist. But even if you don't believe that, the point though is that there are people that are used by Satan that are images of Satan on earth. Because if I say, hey, look at Satan, where? Where are you going to look to? To whom will you look to? You can't see him. So there are representatives of Satan on earth. There are representatives of the devil on earth. There are representatives of God on earth. Amen. Right? And so, um, going back to numbers, um, Verse four, it says, and they said to each other, and they said to each other, we should choose a leader and go back to Egypt. So, so they don't like what God is doing because they're not believing God. And so, you know, they're saying, okay, you know what Moses is, you know, we're not going to tell Moses, Hey, uh, can we have a change of plans? Can you bring us back to Egypt? Imagine that. Hey, Pharaoh, we're sorry. We're sorry. We're sorry we killed your firstborn. We're sorry that our ruler had put frogs and plagues and all this stuff on you. Can you please receive us back? I'm sure Pharaoh would have been so heated against them that he would have put them to death there. Right? And yet they're saying, hey... Let bring us a leader to tell us, hey, Egypt is a better land. Remember what it says in the scriptures that that men will not endure sound doctrine, but will heap up for themselves teachers that tell them what they want to hear? Right? Let, let, let us let us turn there real quick. Amen. Second Timothy, I believe it is. Believe it's Second Timothy, or it might be first. Uh, where it says uh, men will not endure sound doctrine where's that at uh... okay thank you babe for the t- uh, for, uh, what is it second Timothy chapter 4 verse three <clears throat> for the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Now, now the preceding verse in verse two says, "Preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season." Well, let's actually begin at verse one. I'm sorry. In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead, in the view, and in view of His appearing in His kingdom, I will give you. I give you this charge. So, this charge that Paul is giving Timothy isn't because they're just wanting to start a religious movement. Oh, they, wouldn't it be cool if we just start our own church? Yeah, that that'd be awesome, bro right, man I think we could do it man right? they're not they're not entertaining their own fancies right yeah. in the presence of God in his presence well, remember what prophet Elijah said he says uh uh if I be a prophet of god in the presence whom I stand is that not what he said? Right. Amen. So he stood in the council of the Lord in His presence and had relayed the message to wicked Ahab and wicked Jezebel what the voice of the Lord had spoken. Wasn't because okay. he thought it uh, fanciful or unique, or he wanted to, uh, 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 you know, uh, um, gain a social influence. In fact, you know, a lot of times God puts prophets and apostles through pressures and sufferings, not, not to torment people, but to test them to see whether or not they're really about the business of the Lord or they're just doing it for follows and likes. He tests their hearts. Amen. Right? Right? So so, but Paul says, in the presence of God, not in the presence of men, not in the presence of Pontius Pilate, not in the presence of the Sanhedrin council, but in the presence of God, I give you this charge. So in other words, he's wanting to stir up in the mind of Timothy, be mindful of this. The charge I'm giving you, I'm giving you before the Lord himself. So, lest you're tempted to think of this as some just man-to-man thing, understand that there is a... You know, Satanists have more reverence for the devil and satanic initiations than people in the church of God do for the Lord. Gangs have more reverence for their their, uh, uh, gang initiations that get jumped in than the church does sometimes. We think it's just some gathering, oh, oh. He's just putting oil on their head. Nothing big. No, the oil is sacred. Amen. It's not just oil. When a satanist puts blood on someone's head, is that just blood? Ah, oh, but well, we don't think about that, do we? When 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 a satanist, a a, a high priest anoints. Or appoint or someone as a particular individual within that satanic hierarchy. They acclimate true power. They grow in power. They have the power to, to astral project into your home. And try to curse your family. They have power to kill people. Right? This isn't no joke. It's no hey, game. It's not just a religious social club. This is the church of the living God, the pillar and the buttress of truth. This is his house. This is his temple. And remember, need I remind you in the Old Covenant, in the Old Testament, in that religious system, when one had gone improperly in into the presence of the Lord in that temple, God struck them down dead. There was no sparing. And every now and again, the Lord reminds us in the new covenant with Ananias and Sapphira that you cannot lie to the Holy Ghost. And what, but but who, who did they lie to? Did they lie to the, wh- where is the Holy Ghost? Where is he at? Right? No, but who did they lie to? They lied to Peter. So that indicates that Peter, as a representative of God, you lied to him, you're lying to the Holy Ghost. Because, not because it was about a personal matter, but because it was pertaining to things that pertain to God. Is that understood? Because, yeah, like, let let me, let me break this down to you. Let's say if, if you and I had a dispute on a personal thing, disassociated from anything relating to God, it was just something personal then you might be, you're lying to me, right? Let's say you lied to me on a personal note. Then you're lying to me. But let's say we're in the church. And let's say we're having a church service or whatever going on, right? And, and it's pertaining to God. When you lied to me, you're lying to God. Because it's pertaining to the things of the Lord. And, and since God himself isn't in body, to delegate things to handle things he appoints people that speak on his behalf such that are doing his bidding such that if you thwart so if you go against the rulers of uh, of the people that are doing things in truth and accord with the purposes of God through the holy spirit if you're in discord with that and in disjunction with that and rebelling against that, you're in rebellion against God. Does that make sense? No. <clears throat> I'm not gonna... I can, but just for the sake of time, I'm not gonna extrapolate all the verses to expand on that thought and to prove it and to justify it. But suffice it to say that that is... um. It's scriptural. It it it's um it, it's scriptural. Um but nonetheless let me try to get through this. Um does that make sense? Amen. See see this isn't to this isn't to intimidate anybody, but these things have to be taught, you know, because Not everybody is equal see when your child does something against your another child in your home it's not the same thing as them doing it against you <clears throat> there is more severity associated with them saying or doing something against you as opposed to them doing something against their sibling and and uh, uh and and there is also something and what they do against their sibling is not held in the same weight as them doing it against their enemy. I'm, and it doesn't make either one of these things right, but God is not blind. And it, <clears throat> the Bible says that God is a just God and who takes delight in proper measures. So you, you ever see that image in the court of law of the the, the, the lady that's blind and she's holding measures? Because justice is not a thing that's just black or white. It's a thing of measurements and weights. And so sometimes injustices are, are right? There are injustices that are more weighty and therefore require a, a heavier sentence. And there are things that are just that are more weightier. This is why, why did Jesus say to the Pharisees who tithed, right? By the way, tithing is biblical, Right, but he says, um, "You tithe mint and cumin." He had, he wasn't rep- he wasn't reprimanding them for their tithe, but he says, "But you leave the weightier matters of the law undone." So there are things that are heavier and lighter to God. Does that make sense? Amen. <clears throat> um. You know, even gangsters understand this. You know, maybe not the ones today, but the ones back then, right? They they knew, even I knew. Hey, if we, you know, we're smoking, we're doing things or whatever. Don't do it around, uh, you know, grandma. Don't do it around, you know, even if they don't care, it's just respect. We're not going to do that around them. Right? Yeah. Right. So there's, there's a, there's something to be said about eldership and stuff like that, <clears throat> but but look at look at what 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 they're doing here. <coughs> Excuse me. He says, "Preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage." So this is suggestive of the fact that the aim of preaching is to correct rebuke and encourage all three are 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 essential you cannot just rebuke and not encourage but you cannot just encourage and not rebuke you can't and and mind you too correction is not necessarily a rebuke right um you might need to be corrected on something that is not immoral right you just need it you're mistaken about something Hey, that wasn't correct. This is actually what the Bible said in this in this area. There's no, You're not morally at fault here. But things that you need rebuking for is things that you're morally at fault. Does that make sense? No, that, that don't fly here. And, and you thereby get rebuked. Now, and then yeah. there's encouragement too. But what is the strength and what is the authority upon which we administer these things? And it's upon the word. Watch, because Paul says, preach the word. And he says, verse three, for the time will come (coughs) when people will not put up with sound doctrine. They will not put up with it. Have you ever said that? I refuse to put up with this. Right? About something or somebody. Right? Right? I can just imagine that Karen, I refuse to, (laughs) no longer. (laughs) But that's how people get with God. I'm not going to follow you, Lord, anymore. I can't put up with this. Remember in John... Remember when he says, unless you eat of my flesh and drink of my blood, you have no life in you. And these were not strangers. These were not foreigners. These weren't sinners. These were his disciples. And it says, they said, these are hard sayings. Who can endure them? These are too hard, right? I can't endure this any longer. I can't put up with this. And so since we... Have ears to hear. God hasn't given us ears for no reason. If you don't hear the truth, you will heap up for yourself false teachers to tell you something. Because everybody's being told something and taught something. There is no neutrality. We are creatures uh, needed for te- uh, uh, in need of teachers. Oh. And so if you if you turn your ear away from the truth, you will by default turn it unto a lie. And if you continue to love the lie, the Bible says, for those in Thessalonians, it says, those who love not the truth, God sent them a strong delusion. Right? That's that's the Amen. truth. Right? That, I'm not making that up. That's that's why I have determined no matter how difficult the truth is, I want to believe it. It does not help me, it doesn't help anybody to say I want to believe a lie because what you do is you create a delusion. Truth by definition is that which corresponds with reality. So As long as I play the proper game within reality, I can navigate it in a way that will make for a prosperous life on my end. It will yield great return for me because I am playing the game properly in reality. But when I want to make for myself my own rules and I want to be in denial of reality, reality will check me. This is why... For those who believe and insist they are transgender, they believe they're a male when they're a female, they're in utter denial of reality, and reality will not comply with them. So, unless I want to continue to bump my head up against a wall, I'm going to submit to what is true of reality, of God's reality. Or, Or truth by definition can be that which corresponds to the mind of God. So I want to core I want to submit to what is in his mind so that I can. Um it don't matter how real a virtual reality looks like, it's not real. It's not reality. Amen. Right? You know, and there are people out there that can't get a girlfriend in real life. So they want, they, they, they think that they've earned, you know, I'm sure that there's pathetic people out there like that, that have a virtual world to make it feel like they got girlfriends or boyfriends or whatever. Right. And, and, or if they get these AI or robots or whatever, it still, it doesn't replace the real. Does that make sense? <clears throat> people who pursue after drugs they don't want fake right amen Um, you should be upset at what's not real <laughs> right drug addicts are upset amen. at what's not real or if you like your Starbucks and it ain't Starbucks. <clears throat> you know, I'm going to use this example. I I was seeing this Instagram reel. And it was a show that I used to watch when I was a kid. um, And I, I forgot the exact scene. But one of the actors got like really excited about something. And like he just randomly kissed the nearest woman, or so he thought. And then when he kissed the 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 woman, and you know, she went like that. I, not she, but it went like that with its lips. And then you just heard this deep masculine voice, like "thank you," or, and so, <laughs> I bring that up as an example to help communicate something and it's that we should hate a lie we should hate misrepresentations we should hate things that mislead amen Amen. right and we deception isn't (coughs) um, something we enjoy so with that said we should therefore have a passion and a love for the truth amen a passion and a love for the truth if you at all care about your own life if you at all care about what what uh uh um yes your own life then we should love the truth of god all Right. Let, let us look at uh, acts chapter 20 Amen. acts chapter 20 Uh, verse 25 now I know that none of you among whom this is Paul speaking have gone about preaching the kingdom will ever see me again therefore I declare to you that I am innocent of the blood of any of you How is Paul innocent of their blood? Because their blood hasn't been shed. You want to know how? Remember in Ezekiel, I believe it's chapter 3, God says to Ezekiel, who is a prophet, who had to relay a message to a stiff-necked people. He says, when I say unto a wicked man, you will surely die for your sins. You do not warn him to speak out to dissuade him. In order to save his life, that wicked man will die for his sin and I will hold you accountable for his blood. The Bible says in Leviticus that life is in the blood. So the, the, what's being communicated there is if you don't warn people to speak out to dissuade them of their evil lay uh, evil ways, that as by consequence brings forth death, then I will hold you accountable for their life, for their blood. For in that blood is life. Because you could have dissuaded them, but you chose not to by cowardice or people pleasing or whatever it is, right? Right? Does that make sense? So Paul is saying, I'm innocent from your blood because I have communicated to you truth. I have communicated to you the word of God. And I'm not partial in the word of God. I'm impartial. So what what is true here in Leviticus is true over here. What's true here in Matthew is true over here in Revelation. What's true here in uh, Ephesians is true over here. I'm not going to just select one truth at the expense of another. I'm not going to neglect to show to you All of the counsel of God. And this is what Paul ends up saying. He says, for I have not hesitated to proclaim to you the whole will of God. Or as the King James Version puts it, the whole counsel of God. Right? See, some people just want to know a, a, a portion of the will of God. They just want the easy part. They just want the part that comforts them. But they don't want to know the part that is difficult. And, and the reason why, I don't love just talking about difficult things, but I know it's the difficult things that have to be heated that are more often than not the more important aspects of Scripture. Amen. Right? Not everything in Scripture is of equal importance. You know what's of highest priority? is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. This is why repetitively God says to love him, to love him, to obey him. If you love me, obey me and keep my commandments. Right? We need to not major on the minors and minor on the majors. Amen, somebody? So some people might be like, I don't like that part of scripture. I don't like this aspect. I don't like this teaching. I don't like hearing about that topic. Either because it's boring or it's disinteresting or whatever. But in order to grow in our knowledge of God, we have to understand what the full counsel of God says. Amen. Right? If you don't know what fully pleases your wife or your husband or fully pleases uh, 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 your father then you're going to end up, perhaps by ignorance, violating the very thing that brings them pleasure. And you're going to violate the relationship. And so people, some people wonder why they're still in bondage. Well, it's because you're ignorant to the ways of God, and you're ignorant to God. Right? Jesus says, this yes. is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God. So in knowledge of God is life. But people suggest that we can digress on our stand of knowing the Word of God and 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 live uh, successfully. That is not the case. Because the Word of God is testifying of God. So how can you get to know God more if you don't know His Word? Amen. <clears throat> Amen to the rest of y'all. Is, is this uh, one of the things that we don't have endurance for enduring sound doctrine see it's intended to help it's intended to help you not to <coughs> vex you ah i don't like this again Right, you know. Have you ever been uh, corrected by your father, right? And you got in trouble, and it's like, dang. And then it happens the second time and ha- and then by the third time, it's like, dang, like I, I like I, I suck. <laughs> this is painful. I'm getting told a third time, and and sometimes you know, repetition. The pain of repetition is of greater pain than the pain of just doing what you're asked to do. Amen. So it gets to the point to where it's like, man, I'm going to just do it. I'm going to just do it. Right. And and so, you know, that's why Jesus had to tell Peter three times. Peter denied the Lord three times. And then Jesus asked Peter three times, do you love me? Feed my sheep. Peter's, do you love me? Feed my lambs. Peter, do you love me? Feed my sheep. And then, right? Amen. And I believe it's three recordings where if i'm not mistaken three separate occasions where peter had to be instructed and rebuked that the lord did in fact accept the gentiles galatians is one of them acts is another one and then i believe there's one in the gospels um it might be in mark but be that as it may the point though is that it don't feel good right but it helped the Lord wants to steer us in the right direction. For I have not hesitated to proclaim to you the whole will of God. Keep watch over yourselves and all the flock. Now, he's speaking to the Ephesian elders here. And he tells them, Keep watch over yourselves and all the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Be shepherds of the church of God, which he bought with his own blood. Now, this is a verse that proves that Jesus is God. Because God the Father never shed his blood. But who shed his blood? Jesus. But it's saying here that Jesus is God because once again, let's read it. Be shepherds of the church of God, which he, who's the he there? God is the he, purchased with his own blood. Okay, so God shed his blood. Mm -hmm. God the son. I know that after I leave, savage wolves will come in among you and will not spare the flock. You know, one of the things I've learned in working in education is when the teacher leaves and it's a good teacher that has managed the, the, the class and the sub comes in, they try to get away with everything. They try to sit in different seats. They try to talk. They try to get away with everything and they try to lie to the sub. Why? Because the one that knows proper protocol is leaving. Right? Amen. You know, you you don't want to test the loyalty of people to God is if a pastor leaves, for the ones that start disobeying and doing their own thing shows that their loyalty never was to God. A lot of times it's just fear, right? I I don't want to get in trouble or whatever. Right, but when 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 the leader leaves and they can still do what they're asked shows that they have commitment to God, loyalty to the Lord. Right, because look at right here. It says, "I know that after my departure," it says he. Said, "I know that after I leave, savage wolves will come in among you, and will not spare the flock. Even from your own number, men will arise." And distort the truth in order to draw away disciples after them. So he he's not even so much concerned about the out as much as he is with the end. The Pharisees were not the ones that ultimately succeeded in the betrayal of, of Jesus. It was Judas. Amen. But you know, Judas didn't start off that way. Because the Bible says that there was a time in which Satan entered his heart. Right, so you can begin good, but end wrong. Amen. Right, but from among them will arise. Isn't that interesting? That 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 you you can learn from the apostle Paul himself, who raised the dead, who had amazing encounters, got caught up into the third heaven, and it still doesn't make you immune to false doctrine. You can learn to, from some of the best teachers and still steer off into the wrong direction. You know, we're here sometimes debating about what Paul said. Paul can say, I, Paul said P- this because I am Paul. End of dispute. And yet, people still find a fanciful way to veer off into false doctrine, right? Amen, Amen. somebody. Amen. This is just goes to show that intent is prior to content. What your intentions are, you'll form the content to suit yourself. Because what what you would think that God in the flesh would end all controversy, and yet you still have these people that were so insistent on wickedness that they tried to disprove the one who knows all. Right because they wanted to carry out their wicked enterprises their evil schemes right and that's the pride of men you know the the some some people are so stout-hearted and proud that that even if they lose they're not going to submit they'll they'll die they'll die before they submit you know you ever see some of those crazy criminals that do some of the most outrageous things and they're on a losing battle you don't know why they're even fighting anymore right it's like a a man with a nine millimeter trying to go against an army really amen amen We'll be coming to a close here shortly. <coughs> but but take notice of this though. I know that after I leave, savage wolves will come in among you and will not spare the flock. Even from your own number, men will arise, distort the truth in order to draw away disciples. So they're taking the pre-existing truth in order to distort it. They're not even like trying to pluck something from thin air. They'll take with what is already established. They'll just distort it a little bit right so be on guard remember that for three years i never stopped warning each of you night and day with tears you know uh, Leonard ravenhill said if the pastor is not weeping over the 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 church the church should weep over the pastor you know some people are so they get so bent out of shape if there are emotions expressed in preaching i don't like that emotional stuff why is he crying? Why is he lifting up his voice? Well, Paul says he didn't cease to warn them night and day with tears. Right? It wasn't because he was an unstable crybaby that couldn't hold his own. Right? He says in Philippians, yeah. he says, uh, I speak of the uh, wicked people. He says, whose God is their belly, whose glory is their shame, of, who are enemies of the cross of Christ, of whom I write even now with tears. You know the reason why we don't have tears in relation to these things is because we don't know God, or we don't know Him as we ought. So we cry over the, we laugh about the things He cries about, and we cry about the things He 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 uh, He takes pleasure in. We cry that we have to pray. I don't want to do that. We cry that we have to right the we, 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 you know to to cut a wicked person off of our life i don't want to do that so we cry about what brings god pleasure and we bring, we're brought pleasure about what makes god weep amen amen <clears throat> so so let's let return back to numbers and then we'll we'll close with that Verse five. Then Moses and Aaron fell face down in front of the whole Israelite assembly. Ga- uh, a whole Israelite assembly gathered there. So you know Moses and Aaron are the only people with sense in this in this congregation, and they're they're showing contrition and and humility, right? By expressing their distress over this. Over the rebellious people. Right? You know, a, a good leader is not going to fold, right? If if wickedness is rampant. They're yeah. going to, to desire they're going to have in mind what God has in mind. And what with what God has in mind it's not followed, their grief, God's grief is their grief. Right? And like I've said before, you know, wheat, they, wheat bows down and tares remain upright. Tares Amen. say, I will not fold, I will not bend, I will not bow. And wheat bows down. But you know, wheat remains upright. Let me say this, wheat remains upright towards wickedness. I'm not going to bow to that. I'm not going to bow to Man. evil. Like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They say, you know what? Even if you throw us in this fiery furnace, we're not going to bow. We're not going to bow to your image. Amen? Yeah. <clears throat> you know, people. You know, I see it all the time on social media. Uh, we're not going to bow. But you know, when it comes to their children, they allow their children to do wickedness. They allow their, their family to do evil. Right? Compromises that allow these ways of the world in. Amen, somebody? Amen. Whether it, it it's getting drunk or it's pornography or or it, you know whatever it is, rebellion. <coughs> right, verse six. Joshua, son of Nun, and Caleb, I, I'm not even trying to pronounce that again. Who were among those who had explored the land, tore their clothes, and said to the entire Israelite assembly. The so they're showing contrition. They're tearing their clothes. Right? They're, they're in anguish because these people don't believe God. They don't believe the report of the Lord. Right? You know, Paul says, I have unceasing anguish and continual sorrow for the kinsmen of my flesh. Right? Because they reject Christ. If the Lord is pleased with us, he will lead us into that land, a land flowing with milk and honey, will give it to us. Only do not rebel against the Lord and do not be afraid of the people of the land, because we will devour them. So he's relaying to them the message of God. He's saying, no, look, you're not going to be defeated. You're not going to be devoured. You're not going to be triumphed over. Just do not rebel against the Lord. Do not reject his counsel. Do not uh, 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 persist in unbelief. Right. Remember what it says in Hebrews? It says, therefore there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God. But we've seen that the word preached to the Israelites did not profit them because it was not mixed with faith. Amen. And what does it say in Hebrews? It says, For without faith it is impossible to please God. For them that come to God must believe that He is and that He's a rewarder to them that diligently seek Him. Amen. Amen. Right? Not seek your own, not seek yourself. Everybody today seeking self. They don't seek God. They, even Paul says this. He says, for I have no one like Timothy. For everybody else cares for their own affairs. But Timothy, my son, naturally cares for the affairs of the church. Naturally cares for the things of the people of God. Naturally cares about God and, his, and the things of God. Right? Amen. Um, so, you know, but what, what, what did they say? You know, we look like grasshoppers, you know, so, so God's message to you is going to go against what your eyes see. It's so easy to believe what your eyes see. Right? Amen. And and so Let us rebel against the report of the enemy. Amen. Yeah. <clears throat> let us rebel against his report. Y'all still here? Yeah. Um Let me show you this last thing. Let's go to verse 28. So tell them, as surely as I live, declares the Lord, I will do to you the very thing I heard you say. What did they say? We're going to get devoured. Right? What, What was it that they said again? Um, Hold on. Give me a second. I'm I'm trying to find where where. uh... Hmm. Yeah, what verse is that in? Oh yeah, verse three. Why is the Lord bringing us to this land only to let us fall by the sword? Our wives and children will be taken as plunder. Wouldn't it be better for us to go back to Egypt? They said to each other, "We should choose a leader and go back to Egypt." <clears throat> so when you go to verse 28, it says, "So tell them, as surely as I live declares the Lord, I will do to I will do to you the very thing I heard you say. In this wilderness your bodies will fall. Every one of you 20 years old or more who was counted in the census and who grumbled against me. Not one of you will enter the land, I swore, with uplifted hand to make your home, except Cable, uh, uh, Caleb, uh, son of Jephunneh, and Joshua, son of Nun. As for your children that you said would be taken as plunder, I will bring them in to enjoy the land you have rejected. So look at their they're confessing. And and saying all these things that are wrong about God and about what God will do. And because they did not believe, right, what fell upon them was the very thing they were afraid of. Amen. See, this is why it's important to pray in faith. This is why it's important to continue to speak the word of the Lord and to not accuse God of evil and to not accuse his rulers of evil. Oh, they're just leading us. They just want our money. They just want this. They don't, you know, all this. Don't they care that, and it's just, it's on and on and on. It's just evil. It's just grumbling. It's just unbelief. And it's nothing of faith, it's nothing wholesome, it's nothing that Paul said in Philippians chapter 4, think on these things that whatever is noble, whatever is true, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, if there's anything admirable, think on these things. Pray on these things. Speak these things. Bless the Lord at all times and let His praise continually be in your mouth. Amen. Right? If, If things come our way in tribulations... don't say I'm just this little grasshopper because what you're doing is you're putting the focus on you and not the focus on the Lord. You're, you're not magnifying him. You see, the thing is, God is already large and big and huge and omniscient and omnipotent. He don't have to increase himself. Your vision of him has to increase, however. That is why it is therefore imperative that you magnify him because the temptation is to view God as small. Amen. Right? And, and the, the thing is, look, For those who wandered, who grew up, and, and the, 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 remember the Lord ended up saying for each, uh, what was it? Each day, cause it was only supposed to be 40 days for each day that they were to wander and travel became a year for each day. That's why they wandered for 40 years. And remember, a generation is forty years. With forty years, I was I angry with that generation? Because God had an entire generation die out, and and cut them off in order for a new blood to enter to the land. Because because those were the people that had experienced Egypt themselves, and the Egypt while they got out of Egypt, Egypt didn't get out of them. And so sometimes you you there's people that are in your life that you have brought over with you from, from the days when the Lord brought you out of the land of Egypt that you want to carry with you. But the Lord wants to cut them off. He wants to cut those people off because until you do, you won't enter into the land of promise. Amen. Amen. And so Moses had to say, you know what? Some of y'all got to go. You can't enter into the land because you don't believe. And all you do is grumble. All you do is gripe. All you do is speak evil of God and his messenger. Amen. Amen. And if you don't know, if you can't discern the, the... This prophetic declaration, I, I suggest you open your eyes, because there's some that won't be able to continue. Amen. Amen. <laughs> because they speak evil of 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 the of the ruler of the people. I speak in parables, and some, um. Absence themselves so they cannot hear and will not hear, <clears throat> but be that as it may. Um, look at what it says, verse thirty-six. So the uh, verse thirty-six. So the men Moses had sent to explore the land returned and made the whole community grumble against him. By spreading a bad report about it, these men who were responsible for spreading the bad report about the land were struck down and died of a plague before the Lord. Of the men who went to explore the land, only Joshua, son of Nun, and Caleb, son of Jephunneh, survived. (coughs) You know, I know this is a different context. But the principle remains the same. And it's that when people cannot submit to godly vision and the word of the Lord and direction from the spirit of God, right? And through those to whom God appoints, those people are cut off. Amen. Let let me show you something. first john you know people like i said i speak in parables and so um he who has ears let him hear but uh, so i I want you to grasp this um let, let me let me go to this verse 1 John chapter two. <clears throat> First John chapter two verse nineteen. I, I'm almost done. You know, some people they don't like this because it's like they don't like this preaching because you get too personal. Just tell us something abstract that that doesn't relate to me, right? But I want to challenge you. Look at the sermons Jesus preached. Look at the sermons Paul preached. Look at the sermons Peter preached. Look at the sermons that Moses preached. It wasn't just them reading a book speaking about people long before that had nothing to do with them. They personalized the message. Remember when Peter says, to this, uh, to the religious authority, says, "You crucified him. Man, you did. It. I'm not speaking about a Jesus that died. Hey, Jesus died for our sins. If you repent and believe in the gospel, you're gonna be saved, right? No, he says, no. You, your wicked hands crucified him. What did he say to Ananias and Sapphira? You lied to the Holy Ghost. <clears throat> right. Amen." You know, you know, one of the things that God gives preachers capacity to do is to hear thoughts. You're like, oh, you're a mind reader. No. You see, remember when Jesus, people don't pick this up, but remember when Jesus rebuked the Pharisees, the scripture explicitly stated, knowing their thoughts, he said, So he was picking up by the Spirit what they were thinking and what they felt about him. And so he had wisely constructed this entire parable just for them, to rebuke them, right? One case was a woman that had come to him, um, uh, weeping at the feet of Jesus. And the Pharisee thought if he was truly a prophet, he would know who's at his feet. So the Lord picked that up by the Spirit. He said, Peter, I have a question for you, right? And he asked him about the man who sinned a little and was forgiven. And the man who has sinned a lot and was forgiven a lot. He says, you know, who do you think loved him more? He says, the man that's been forgiven much? He says, yes, you're correct. And he says, oh, Pharisee, I came in, you didn't greet me. But this woman has not stopped since this time weeping at my feet, right? And, you know, and so on and so forth. I'm, not, I'm just I'm paraphrasing. I'm sure you guys are aware of the parable. Another okay. instance was when the Pharisees were upset at Jesus, says knowing their thoughts. He said to them, uh, uh, and their thoughts was, who, who can forgive sins except God? And then Jesus said, so that you may know that the Son of God has authority on earth to forgive sin, I say to you, arise and, and walk, right? Does that make sense? But the point that I, I'm 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 the the reason why I'm bringing up these cases is so that you know that Jesus wasn't preaching this impersonalized abstract message that was disassociated from the people to whom he was speaking. He was personalizing Amen. it. <coughs> Amen. Amen. And so let, let's look. First John chapter two verse was sixteen. No, I'm sorry. No, over 16, 16. 19. <clears throat> they went out from us, but they did not really belong to us, for if they had belonged to us, they would not have remained with us. But their going showed that none of them belong to us. <clears throat> you know, <clears throat> for those that are against this, Just think about it. There were people within this church to whom John was speaking of that the people that received this letter were not ignorant of. They're not like, oh, I wonder who he's talking about. Right? That's not what they're thinking. Amen. Is that what they're thinking? No. They know very well. They know very well. Right? But John... It's saying look had they been of us they would remain but they're going to show that they now <clears throat> let me let me show one other verse is this okay amen <clears> 1 <throat> Corinthians First Corinthians chapter 11, verse 19. Let's begin at verse 17. In the following directives, I have no praise for you. For your meetings do more harm than good. In the first place, I hear that when you come together as a church, there are divisions among you. And to some extent, I believe it. No doubt there have to be difference. There have to be differences. Isn't that interesting? There have to be differences among you to show which of you have God's approval. So what does he mean? He means those that follow the directives, those that remain, those who are not the ones that are divisive, who follow suit, have God's approval. Man. Does that make sense? But but those that are divisive that end up leaving, that cannot follow suit, are disapproved. Right? Man. So then when you come together, it is not the Lord's Supper you eat. (coughs) For when you're eating, some of you go now and then he goes and talks on about community, a communion. I understand this is a different context, but nonetheless, the principle is still applicable. Remember when Jesus says that there is wheat and tares, right? Paul says, even among yourselves will will arise certain people. So Paul is not surprised at division. He says it must happen so that those who are not divisive, who follow the directives, will be made manifest that they have the approval of the Lord. Does that make sense? Amen. Amen. So, <clears throat> I believe. Uh, there will be a, a, a falling out because some people do not have in mind the things of God. And they do not believe the word of God. And they don't believe those to whom God appoints. And as a consequence, they allow their own thinking, their own emotions, and their own character, their, char- their bent character to 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 defy what the Lord is doing, Amen. So, Amen. um, I hope that you're catching the vision, because there is a report that God wants to get give, give, and to those who don't believe, they're gonna grumble. They're gonna and they're gonna say, uh, you know, let's stone Moses. Let's appoint another leader to lead us back into Egypt because we really don't want to follow the Lord. We don't want to. We don't want to repent. We don't want to be spiritual, right? Amen. Amen. Is this making sense, y'all? I'm Amen. not trying to be hard to be hard for hard's sake, <coughs> but there's some things that has to be said. Because even though you don't see confessions, and I'm going to just say this. There are some people that think that I I, I am deceptive. They think that I am not truly sent of God. And they think that I mislead people or I have ulterior motives or all this other stuff. And they will fall by the wayside. Amen. Amen. Amen and so i want I want you to grasp what what is going on in this context and in this fellowship, because in order to get into our promised land, some people have to fall out. amen Some people have to fall out because they cannot continue with us and it, it doesn't necessarily mean anybody here <laughs> You know the people that you're kindred spirit with. Because when you talk, it ain't a bunch of uh, 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 friction. It's, it's not, it's not uh, you know, it's a pleasant talk. It's a pleasant fellowship. It's a pleasant communion. Right? But if you're always having difficulty, if you're always having trouble, if you're all, then then something is off. Amen. Amen. Let Um <clears throat> I I hate I want to say hate, but it's not easy for me to to give messages like this. Um, because especially messages like this, they're more personalized, right? And and um, but it has to be said, because I said this before. I said this in the chat. People take Jesus's words so bad when he says, "Don't think that I've come to bring peace, but a sword." He says, "You know, uh, <clears throat> in order to divide, right?" But see, division brings unity. Amen. Because if I just allow anything to happen or anything to be taught or just anybody to come in, then guess what? Then goats are going to come in, snakes will come in, and then it will be utter chaos. Do you See, here's the thing. If you're not careful, you will accuse me of tyranny. You will accuse me of, of bad things. But what do you allow anything to go on in your home? No, you don't. You don't allow things... What's happening in America right now? No borders. Just a bunch of people that are coming in from all these places. They're undocumented, right? Sex trafficking is prevalent and is running rampant because of this vegetable mind as a president that don't even know how to tie his own shoes. Amen. Amen. Right? And so there's just utter chaos, and there's just this inundation of people, this influx of people that are unaccounted for. And what you think those people are going to be law-abiding citizens? No, they're not. Do you allow people into your house account, unaccounted for? You seen that video where where this guy was questioning this this man, uh, <laughs> with the water hose on his lawn he says hey do you think anybody should come in america oh of course absolutely he's like, okay i got three um um immigrants right here uh i'm sure they need to use the restroom can we come in- into your house Uh no no why not And we have this sloppy sentimental message that we've given to the masses to everybody that when it comes to the house of God, let me say this. The house of God is not for sinners. I'm a qualified. I'm a qualified. That doesn't mean sinners can't come. It's not what that means. And our hope and our expectation is that the sinner becomes the saint. That is our heart. Amen. Amen. But it's the house of God, not the house of sinners. He has come for the sinners to make them well, right? But it's the household of God. And in fact, and I'm going to say this too, the scriptures are not, they're not even for sinners. Bible says in Psalms, I say unto the wicked, what right do you have to recite my covenant and words to your lips? Amen, amen. Right? The carnal man doesn't discern what the spirit man does. In fact, the carnal man rejects what the spirit man does for it is foolishness to him, right? So my point though is this, not anybody and not everything is allowed into the household of the Lord. And just and, and we have a lot of soft-spoken pastors that say whatever because we have pasteurized milk <laughs> and we have abandoned the prophetic and apostolic ways of the church, See, when a great apostle or a prophet departs, that's when wolves creep in. That's why Paul the apostle says, "When I leave, wolves will come in." Does it make sense? Amen. Amen. And 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 apostles and prophets are gatekeepers. They're shepherds, and they 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 say, "You know what? You can't come into this fold right here, or you th- you got to bounce. You got to leave, right?" Does that okay. make sense? <clears throat> um, so, my hope, my trust is that we will go into a promised land. Uh, we will not have evil, grumbling hearts. And um, we will not entertain the the seeds in the, the of of Satan, the whispers of the devil, the whispers of the wicked one. Right? Amen. Let us believe the report of the Lord. Let us not grumble and thereby cause um you know grumble against the Lord. Let us take a stand on the word of God and say, you know what, this is this is the Lord's house, this is the word of God. This is the proper way of doing things amen and uh, God honors that so let us uh let us close let me let me say let me say this actually before I close let me get a little more specification of this I'm done with the message but I'm going to be putting on the chat um, I wish there were more people here to hear this, but, um, <clears throat> I'm going to be tightening up on, on the, the, the expectations that I have for those that join, because I'm not interested in numbers. I'm interested in casting vision and for people to follow suit with that vision. I'm not a, it's not about tyranny. It's about what is the head Namely, Christ's desire for His people, right? And and I Man. and I believe that I have demonstrated time and time again, uh, not because I'm someone great, just because, but demonstrated that that these meetings are spiritual. That God speaks, right? <clears throat> and and it, and it's not. And, and I the reason why I always verse verse scripture scripture. Is because I want this to be the rule. This to be the dictate. Not me. Not my thoughts. Not my opinions. But this. And this is why I prep in prayer. This is why I prep in the word. To provide a word from the throne room. Not words of man's agenda. But what what the Lord wants for us. In fact, this... This I I put this in I put you all in remembrance about this. But this entire meeting, this group has been sustained for three years. That's not the product of man. Amen. There have been Amen. demons that have been cast out through this fellowship. There have been people baptized with the Holy Ghost. There have been witches that have come out of the occult and 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 warlocks that have come out of the occult and people who have come out of the streets through what God is doing here. Right. And and, and, and so the, the fact that people can grow spiritually and in prayer and be liberated is an indication like Moses had demonstrated signs. God is demonstrating signs that his presence is amongst us. Man. This is not a, a, a social club. This is the b- pillar and the buttress of truth. The household of God, the fellowship of the ecclesia, the holy ones, the hagiastas, the, the called out ones <coughs> 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 and um there have been prophecies spoken over that have established and confirmed what what is going on here Amen. from uh reputable um prophetic voices years ago. So I put you in remembrance of that to relay the report of the Lord. <clears throat> Amen. Amen. But, um, so with that said, I'm going to, uh, you know, for those that this isn't a one 800 prayer line. Amen. And, and I, I believe Amen. everybody here knows that, <clears throat> <laughs> um, I can say that those here present haven't treated me as such. <clears throat> but for those that never show up, will 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 come like you know, hey, pop in three months later. They're gonna be they're they're gonna be weeded out because this isn't a one eight hundred prayer line i'm not just here when for those that are just in a crisis if i'm just a stepping uh, 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 a step to to for you to get out of crisis, no i'm a spiritual father that is here to help people and 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 you know i don't i don't uh uh ignore people my my um my phone my everything is open 24 7 and as a as a father that has a family that works full time job that, that also has to maintenance his own spiritual life and pray and intercede and everything else, I still, and you everybody can testify to this, I make time. And and I and I just want to remind you guys of this because um and not to guilt anybody, not to guilt anybody here, okay? I just want to communicate this. You know, I might be speaking to one of you. But remember, I'm also communicating like 10 others. And so the thorough conversations that I have with anybody, right? Remember, there's always several more on top of whatever else I'm trying to provide with regards to the Bible studies and prayer meetings. And then there have been a number of occasions where people are in a dire strait and they need to meet with me and my wife. And these are the services we provide, And we have sometimes three hour meetings where I'm praying for people, I'm counseling for people. So there's that this meeting is just a tip on the iceberg. There's a lot that goes on that I don't flaunt because I'm not looking for pats on the back. Right? And and I really believe that I'm not to blow trumpets, but I'm to do things in secrecy in honor of God. But when it's relevant, I'll mention it here. And this is one of those times where it's relevant. Right? And um but, and now, one other thing I want to qualify. It doesn't mean that you have to meet every single week. Like, perfect attendance. But here's the thing. We're a family. And the Lord has appointed me as a spiritual father to help guide and shepherd his people. And if someone can easily dismiss this and blow it off and not communicate and be absent for three months... You're a dishonorable vessel. Um. You are dishonorable. And I am... I am. For those that are visitors, that's fine. I understand. You're a visitor. You're not family. But for those whom I've invested hours into, I'm displeased. I'm displeased with you. You're dishonorable. Um... <clears throat> now, I, I, I say that not to. it Doesn't mean you're not saved. It just means you gotta you gotta repent, and 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 I, I, I like I said, I want to clarify. There's nobody here. But so if if you're wondering, like, uh, is Judas in our camper? <laughs> I don't want you all looking like hey the guy that I give the bread to that's the no <clears throat> right <clears throat> but i i I wanna voice this <clears throat> and it's hard and it pains my heart but um this this is a culture where we believe in honor let me let me point one example one example and I'm totally done with this this personal message that i had for you guys because I, like i said i'm done with the message <clears throat> um at work there was a number of students that i have good rapport with good rapport not ones that are like oh, i can't stand you <laughs> um and i asked them to pick up trash uh, one one thing because it was like a friday and we have like snack shack, so. And they all they all looked at each other like it's not mine, it's not mine. And I was going to correct them, but that displeased me. Because you know why? Cuz I'm an I'm first of all I'm staff, but I'm also an elder. And I've invested in you. And the fact that you're going to look around and say it's not mine. Where's the honorable person say, "You know what? It ain't mine, but I honor you. I'll pick that up for you." Right? Yeah. Amen. <clears throat> And so um, I didn't say anything, but I took note of that. And um, honor elevates you. Let me say that as a word of blessing. When God sees that you're honorable, you know, sometimes you take the short end of the stick. Because no one wants to pick up trash, right? No one wants to, you know. It's not something we want to do. I get it. We're human. We'd rather kick it, chillax, do whatever. I understand. But when when God sees that you do things like that, he says, you know what? I'm going to prioritize you. You've prioritized me. I'm prioritizing you. I'm elevating you while everybody's staying down. And watch him. He will lift every beggar from the dunghill and make you a prince unto God. Amen. Amen. So look at David. David prioritized the Lord. What he did, he beat down all of David's enemies before his face. So I'm going to take this little shepherd boy that everybody overlooked. Nobody thought he was going to be anything. And because he put me first, I'm putting him first. Because he's a man after my heart. Amen. So let's close in prayer. (coughs) Father, we thank you, Lord, (coughs) for this for this fellowship, Lord. but I know that these words were hard words, Father, and I just pray, God, that you would eliminate all factions, you would eliminate divisions, Lord, that you would, Father, grant us all to have the the spirit like Caleb, that after having spied out the land, doesn't come back to grumble, doesn't come back to to ill-affect the minds of people, against the ruler of your people. Father, we pray that you would be honored and that you would be glorified. You would be magnified. And Father, that you would make your vision clear. Lord, even myself as a vessel, I'm acquiescent to yourself, Lord, that I desire for your vision, for your plans, for your purposes to be made manifest, O God. And so Father, right now, we come before the throne of grace, and I petition before you, Lord, asking that you would accomplish your great pleasure amongst your people, and that there would be a spirit of unity. Like David said, that how good and pleasant it is that the brethren dwell in unity. It is as the oil that flows down from Aaron's beard. So, Father, we pray that we would ask for the anointing. Lord, we know that the anointing runs down the beard of Aaron, the priest and so father we know that 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 unity comes through priestly instruction and unity around there too so father we ask in jesus name that we would be a family lord that we would have a fervent spirit lord that we would have a spirit of revival that god that that we would we would honor where you are leading us, where you are taking us, O Lord, and we pray that you would manifest your glory. May the pillar of cloud be present with us by day and the fire by night. Like Moses says, we cannot go forward if your presence do not go with us. In Jesus' mighty name, Lord, we thank you and we praise you and we magnify you in your holy name. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. amen. Glory to God. Well, praise the Lord. Amen. <clears throat> <clears throat> um, I, I appreciate you guys making it out. I trust that the Lord has uh, uh, spoken to our hearts this day. And, um, and with that said, I trust that you guys will have a wonderful rest of your evening, a wonderful rest of your day. <clears throat> and may the face of the Lord shine upon you. And may he keep you in your going in and your coming out. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we love you, and God bless you. Amen. Amen. Bye-bye.